Do you feel anxious and depressed about aging? Do you lack energy, vitality and constantly feel sluggish and exhausted? Is your confidence declining and really holding you back in life? Is it stopping you from making the money you want, having the career of your dreams or finding true love? Do you feel lost and confused about your future with no idea about your passion and purpose and feel stuck and unsure about how to move forward in your life? Introducing the Thrive Over 40 Transformation Programme. In this 12-week transformation program, women over 40 will shift from anxiety and overwhelm about aging, reclaim lost energy and rekindle their purpose, rediscover their inner power, vitality and newfound sense of confidence, which will pave the way for them to thrive and lead a fulfilling life. For more information, visit the show notes. Hello my loves and welcome back to episode 40 of the Empowerment Project podcast. Can you believe it? Episode 40. Honestly, like we are flying through these episodes. And also I noticed that we have actually hit 16 countries. This podcast has been listened to in 16 different countries. That absolutely blows my mind. I just want to take this time to thank every single one of you for tuning in each week, listening, your feedback, your reviews, your ratings. Honestly, I really do appreciate each and every single one of you. Like I absolutely love podcasts. So having my own and being able to bring to you different information that has enriched and empowered my life is just an absolute privilege. So at the time of creating and recording this podcast, we've hit the 1st of Feb, like the 1 million days of January have finally come to an end. And I just want to say that if you've struggled this winter, which I know so many people do, be assured that lighter days are coming, both literally and metaphorically. If you've found yourself still not having that get up and go, if you've been feeling tired and sluggish and not wanting to be very social, honestly, I hear you, I hear you. Please understand that we are very much still wintering and just as nature isn't blooming right now, the same can also be said for us. We are essentially part of nature. I just want to actually preempt this um, this episode by saying I really apologise in advance if I have a coughing fit. My son is just at that age where he's bringing home all of the germs from um from school at the moment so fingers crossed i've got my water on standby but yeah keep keep let's keep our fingers crossed so yeah like i said we are essentially part of nature and this leads very nicely into today's topic which is all about cyclical living so i actually discovered cyclical cyclical living early last year and quite frankly i feel that as a woman this is something that should be taught in schools so you know how when you are a young girl you get called into the room and all the girls are there together and then all the boys are in the separate room and they discuss like things like your period sex and puberty i feel like they should 100% include cyclical living and understanding our cycles and hormonal and our hormones as part of that talk So during this episode, I definitely recommend having a pen and paper handy in order to take notes, because trust me, you're going to want to jot down all of this incredible transformative information. So I just need to take some water. I can literally feel my throat just drying up. So I'll hold my hands up. Growing up, I really didn't have any idea about my menstrual cycle, hormones, or how they were really affecting me. Aside from the obvious bleeding once a month, that was a bit of a pain in the bum. I never tracked my cycles. And I remember that when I used to be on the contraceptive pill, I haven't been on it for years, actually, um, my doctor would always ask me when my last period was. And I would honestly, I'd just be taking like a wild guess. 
women are very much cyclical beings and if we're not taught to live in line with our cycles it can just feel like this uphill battle I was first introduced to the concept of cyclical living by an author called Kate Northrupt in her book, Do Less, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. And since discovering cyclical living and adapting to living in a particular way in order to support my cycles, it has been a game changer, let me tell you. As women, the need of our bodies and our minds are completely different to that of a man. So a man has a 24-hour cycle, and basically he has a steady, a steady stream of testosterone pumping through his body every 15 minutes on average, making them like pretty steady eddy, okay? Women, on the other hand, we are a completely different and more complex kettle of fish. Cyclical living acknowledges the natural ebbs and flows within a woman's life and focuses on sinking activities, self-care practices in line with the menstrual cycle. The problem is that so many women have no clue that they should be adapting and changing the way that they live in accordance with their cycles. Most women, myself included, were just plowing away in the exact same way every single month. They're trying to compete with their male colleagues or their male friends or their, their husbands or partners in terms of their energy, their pace. And then they're beating themselves up when they feel like crap or they feel a need to slow down or they just they feel like they can't compete or they just have this crash. OK, understanding cyclical living has just been so transformative for me as I'm personally someone who is always on the go. And then when I had days of the month where I didn't feel like I had that same same gap and go, or I didn't feel the same energetically, or I didn't have the same energy or motivation, I would just try and push through it. And then when I felt like I couldn't, I would just give myself a real hard time about it. So in this episode, we're going to explore what cyclical living entails, how to incorporate it into your daily lives, and the potential benefits that it has for you as a woman. And if you're thinking, well, I don't actually have a cycle anymore, or you've hit menopause, or you are having life after menopause, don't worry, I have your back, and I will show you exactly how to adapt cyclical living into your life, just in a slightly different way. So let's dive into understanding cyclical living. So cyclical living is based on the theory that a woman's body experiences distinct phases throughout her menstrual cycle. So there are four phases in a woman's cycle, okay? So we have menstruation, we have follicular, we have ovulation, and we have the luteal phase. Now, each phase comes with its own set of physical, emotional, and energetic characteristics. Now, by aligning daily activities, diet, exercise and self-care practices with these phases, women can enhance their overall well-being, hence improving their standards of life. I'll be discussing this based on a 28-day cycle, with day one being the day you get your period. However, I'm well aware that this isn't the case for a lot of women, so you can just adjust this if needs be. So like I said earlier, if you're no longer cycling or you've reached menopause, I'll be explaining how you can still tailor this into your life, but just by tracking it in a different way, because obviously if you don't have a cycle, then you won't be able to track it that way. So please don't think this isn't for you. Just pay attention to the different phases and all will make sense. So phase one is your menstruation. Okay, so this typically, ha typically happens from day one to day five of your cycle. 
So day one is obviously the day that you you get your period. It's the day one that your that your period happens. Now during this time is it's really best to focus on rest, rejuvenation. It's a time to engage in gentle activities like yoga, meditation or walking. This is not the time for you to be lifting heavy weights or pushing yourself with intensive workouts like hip workouts. This is a time to really prioritize your self-care. So during this phase, the hormone estrogen is building up. Okay, so it's slowly building up during this time. Now, estrogen wants you to keep your glucose levels low. So in order to support your hormones, you want to be able to keep your glucose low. So if your glucose is high during this time, this can lead to issues such as PCOS, fertility issues, and cause difficulties with insulin resistance. Now, our aim is to become more insulin resistant. So during this time, in order to support that, I want you to focus on nourishing foods that won't spike your glucose. So this is a time when you want to be keeping your starchy carbs and your sugary foods down in a way to combat this. Okay. Phase two is the follicular phase, which typically happens between days one and 16 of your cycle. So just after your period ends, okay? So estrogen, the hormone estrogen is still rising during this phase. And basically, it's preparing your uterus for potential pregnancy by thickening up that that uterine lining. So energetically, during this time, you are going to feel like your energy is increasing making it an ideal time for more vigorous exercise. This is a great time to plan creative tasks, set more ambitious goals, and to really start to embrace social connect, uh, social connections and networking. Again, you want to be focusing on nourishing foods and not going to spike your glucose because estrogen is still rising. So it's a great time to keep your carbs and sugary, starchy foods down within your diet. Moving on to phase Three, which is the ovulation phase, which happens across days 15 to 17 approximately. Okay, so during this phase, the hormones estrogen and testosterone will have reached their peak. Okay, so they've slowly been building up from day one to now in your cycle to day 15, 17, and they've now reached their peak. Okay, so your energy levels will have this is the time where your energy levels are at their peak. And it's also during this time that you're going to start to feel like more sexy, more attractive, because in nature, this is your ideal time to be to get pregnant. So your skin's going to be glowing. And if you don't want to get pregnant, this is the time where you want to be exercising caution, okay, around this time, and also in the few days leading up to your period. So do you know what? I just thought when I was younger that you, if you had unprotected sex, you could just get pregnant. But actually, there is a small window of time where you can get pregnant. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't understand this until I started actively trying for a baby. So also around this time, it's a great time to focus on communication, collaboration. This is also the perfect time to sit down and have those difficult conversations, maybe with friends or partner or like like your boss, okay? It's going to be time where you really feel in your power as a woman. It's a great time to pursue social activities and enjoy creative expression. 
if you are um, like a creator or someone who's quite active on social media, this is a great time to put yourself out there more on social media by having like by doing your lives. If you're planning any webinars or training, a perfect, perfect time to do them. This is also a great time to engage in more higher intensity workouts or to push yourself to lift those heavier weights. Now that you've reached your hormone peak with estrogen and testosterone, obviously we're in the ovulation time, it's really important to start to break down any excess hormones, okay? So we want to start to focus on trying to break down excess estrogen and testosterone in order to maintain hormonal balance. So this process involves the liver and the gut metabolizing these hormones, which are then excreted from the body. If these hormones aren't properly metabolized, this is where you can experience imbalance within your hormones. Okay, imbalances can start to occur, potentially leading to issues like hormone-related cancers or reproductive health problems. So you're probably thinking, okay, well, how do I break down these excess hormones? So to aid this process, you can consume more root vegetables or cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli. It's a great time to introduce things like sauerkraut, extra nuts and seeds and leafy greens in your body, within your diet, sorry, Uh, drinking more water. It's really crucial that you are ensuring that you are adequately hydrated during this time. And also, it's a great time to reduce or even stop drinking alcohol during this time and also to effectively manage your um, your stress levels to bring cortisol down within the body. Moving on, the next phase is the luteal phase, which typically happens between days 18 and 28. So this is the week before your period, okay? This week is the nurture phase. Now, this is crucial okay it's really important that you begin to really nurture yourself during this phase so incorporating calming exercises like walking gentle yoga this is not the time to be pushing yourself um, to lift heavy weights or do intensive hip workouts it's not the time to be pushing yourself within your job or your career this is a great time to prioritize self-reflection it's really a time to start to come inwards okay really start to embrace your routine and enhance your self-care practices. This is a time, like I said, to really start to slow down, keep your stress levels and your cortisol really low because it's otherwise it's going to really impact how you are not only energetically, but also how it impacts your hormones. So you want to be focused on bringing your glucose levels up in order to bring cortisol down. If you're not aware of the impact that elevated levels of cortisol plays on the body, please go back to episode 38 after this episode and listen to that episode, okay, where I discuss the implications of cortisol for all women. It's it's such an interesting um, episode and topic and I, it's one that I didn't really understand that was impacting me, my body and my hormones um, because I just didn't understand it enough. So during this time, progesterone wants to wants you to keep your glucose high, which explains why that week before you period, uh, week before your period, you're going to crave sugar, you're going to crave carbs. Okay, your body knows intuitively what it needs. If you're someone who um, 
practices intermittent fasting as a health protocol, this is the time where you want to stop fasting completely during this week. Progesterone doesn't love fasting and it completely throw off your hormones. Um, hence why in the past, women who have um, incorporated intermittent fasting into their diet, they complained that fasting wasn't even work, wasn't working as well as it was with men wasn't as effective they were just feeling off they were losing their hair and generally not feeling great and this basically boiled out boiled down to the fact that they were not catering to their hormonal needs intimate intermittent fasting is a great health tool it's something that i do um but it's just not great the week before your period and you can resume again on day one of your cycle nutrition wise this is a great time to introduce good nutritious non-processed carbs and nature sugar so i.e white potatoes sweet potatoes tropical fruits such as bananas quinoa wild rice dark chocolate is great at this time as well because all of this is going to increase the glucose within the body in order to produce more progesterone okay and progesterone is the hormone responsible for shedding the uterine lining and if you don't have enough progesterone you'll find that you won't have proper periods um, and you may experience spotting because it completely throws off the thyroid so moving on to women who no longer have cycles you might be thinking right, okay this is all well and good but if i don't have a cycle how can i work with cyclical living so if you don't have a cycle because you no longer have a period or you're menopausal you can still incorporate cyclical living by tracking the moon and the lunar cycles now before you dismiss this for being by being like completely woo woo just hear me out it's no coincidence that a woman's cycle is approximately 28 to 30 days and so is that of the moon tracking your cycle with the moon for cyclical living is often associated with the concept of lunar lunar sinking so even if you don't have a menstrual period you can still align certain activities with the lunar phases so men the menstrual phase would basically be when we have a new moon so this is when the moon is hardly visible and it's just a thin sliver in the sky okay you would treat this like day one of your cycle so the energy that you want to bring within this cycle is very internal quite re quite reflective you want to be prioritizing rest introspection and set intentions for your upcoming cycle Moving on to the follicular phase, this would tie into the waxing moon. I'm not going to explain exactly how you can track the moon cycles, by the way, so just bear with me. So the follicular phase will tie into the waxing moon. So your energy is going to start to increase. You're going to feel a bit more dynamic. This is the perfect time to start new projects, set new goals, focus on personal growth and learning. Then we move on to ov ovulation, which is where we experience the full moon. So, do you know when the moon is looking absolutely beautiful and sunny, stunning in the sky? It's when the moon's at its biggest, brightest, and you see it in that perf perfect circle. So, energy levels are going to reach their peak. You're going to feel like you're ready to kind of put yourself out there. This is a perfect time to celebrate achievements, a great time for socialising, to express your creativity and to connect with others. Then moving on to the luteal phase, this is when the moon starts to begin to wane. So just as the moon is waning, this is when you will feel like your energy levels are beginning to wane. So your energy levels are going to begin to decrease. You're going to feel more introspective. This is a great time to reflect on experiences, 
get those tasks racked up, release what no longer serves you, and then really start to practice your self-care. So the basic theory on the moon cycle and how it relates to us as women is that the waxing moon corresponds to the rising energy in the menstrual and follicular phases while the waning moon so obviously when the when the moon starts to decrease in size um, it aligns with more declining energy in the ovulation and luteal phases so like i said you're probably thinking well how do i track my cycles i highly highly suggest you start to track your cycles, okay? This is going to give you a great a great and better understanding and to make cyclical living as easy as possible for you. So an app that I use to track my cycles, which also tracks that of the moon, is an app called Stardust. It is amazing and I highly recommend it. It is a completely free app. I've also used Flow in the past. Flow is great for tracking your periods. However, it doesn't track the moon cycle. <coughs> So what exactly are the benefits of cyclical living for women? Number one, hormone balance. So cyclical living supports hormone balance, potentially alleviating symptoms of menopause and perimenopause. Number two, energy optimization. By tailoring activities to energy levels can improve your overall productivity and reduce burnout. Number three, emotional well-being. Having a better understanding and management of our emotions throughout our cycles can contribute to a better emotional well-being. Number four, improve self-care. Cyclical living encourages women to prioritise their self-care, fostering a deeper connection with their bodies. Number five, enhance productivity. By aligning tasks with energy levels, it makes us more efficient and our productivity levels increase as a result of that. It's especially important for women who are managing multiple multiple responsibilities. And let's face it, this is pretty much a given in this day and age for every single woman. Now let's let's talk about cyclical living and the sea and the seasons, because as I touched on, we are essentially a part of nature. So cyclical living not only aligns with the menstru- uh, menstrual phases and the moon, but also ties in with the season. So spring, summer, autumn and winter. Now recognising the differences between these natural cycles allows for a more comprehensive approach to well-being and allows us to incorporate cyclical living with the different seasons of the year. So let's just talk about that. So winter would tie in to our men- menstrual uh, menstruation phase. So winter represents a time of rest, reflection, and really turning inwards, okay? The menstruation phase aligns with winter, and this really emphasizes the importance of slowing down, to begin to incorporate more self-care, to nurture ourselves during these quieter periods. So be assured, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, that if you don't feel full up and get up and go, and all you want to do is stay cozied up indoors, this is completely natural. So during this winter, I've been much more kinder to myself and I've been loving being in my like homemaker era. I love cooking and baking wholesome, nutritious food and just really enjoying some chilled um, winter rambling walks with my family and just enjoying a much slower pace of life. Then we move into spring. 
So spring would represent the follicular phase, and this symbolizes renewal, growth and increased energy. So follicular phase correlates with spring, mirroring the rising energy levels, creativity and enthusiasm associated with this season. So this is a great time to initiate new products and embrace fresh opportunities. This is a great time actually where people actually say, it's the best, it's a better time to set new goals and intentions for the year as opposed to doing it in January when we're still very much wintering and, you know, we are maybe not feeling as motivated or inspired. Moving on to summer, which represents the ovulation phase. So it is no coincidence that during the summer, people feel more social, they want to put themselves out there, they feel more energized because summer really represents the peak of our energy, our vibrancy and our outward expression. So ovulation phase aligns with summer emphasizing high energy levels, like we feel really social, socially interactive and the manifestation of creative endeavors. This is a time to thrive and really connect with others. And then we go back into autumn, which represents the luteal phase, which really starts to signify winding down, preparation and reflection. So it's no coincidence that during this time in nature, the flowers start to lose their petals, the leaves start to, you know, release their the leaves the trees start to release their leaves animals start to kind of go prepare start to prepare for hibernation so the luteal phase really corresponds with autumn highlighting the importance of organization introspective and routine and you know what i don't think it's no coincidence that during autumn i'd start feeling called to like having clear outs, getting more organizing, like I start to go through the wardrobes, I start to go through the kids toys and start to, you know, donate or get rid of anything that no longer serves us. I just really want to start getting into just a bit more of, a, of, of like an organization to prepare for to prepare ahead of the winter. So this phase really encourages reflection and preparation for the upcoming cycle mirroring that transition from vibrant summer to the more introspective winter. By embracing cyclical living with the changing seasons, women can cultivate a holistic approach to well-being that encompasses both internal and external cycles. So this alignment allows for a more intuitive and balanced way of navigating life, acknowledging the cyclical nature in both the body's rhythms and the world around us. So in conclusion, cyclical living provides a framework for women to not only reconnect with their bodies, but also to embrace the natural rhythms of life. By aligning daily activities with their menstrual cycle, the seasons and the lunar cycles, women can optimise physical and emotional well-being, fostering a sense of empowerment and balance in their lives. As with any lifestyle change, it's essential to listen to your body and make adjustments that suit your unique needs and preferences. Now, I really hope that this episode has been an eye-opener for you. It certainly was a complete revelation for me. And like I said, it's now something that I fully embrace as a woman. I actually even go as far as to noting in my diary the phases of my cycle and the changes to make, just so it's kind of like a reminder for myself to do so, so I can fully embrace it. Like I said, I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Until next week, love and light. Speak to you later. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I really appreciate and value your time. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please share and leave a star rating. It would really mean so much to me and also help the pod to reach more people. If you want to get more content from me, pop along to my free Facebook community group, The Empowerment Project, where you can expect everything mindset, manifestation and personal development. The link is in the show notes.